You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello, and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Ken, and I'll be your host today. Joining me for today's game as scorekeeper is Matt. How are you you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Thanks, Ken. How's it going? Good. And it looks like we're going to be having a three-way game this week for the first time between Jeff, Neil, and a team of Anna and Bones. Thanks for having me here, fellas. Bones over here, which we'll get to eventually. We uh, we've been hosting trivia for a few months now in Bloomington at one location. We've got several locations uh, throughout the the area. Um, Heard that there was kind of an interesting story about trivia and you guys. Yeah, that's actually how we met. We are we are uh, partners, lovers, however you want to go about saying that. And uh, yeah, his older brother was being kind of creepy and trying to chat my then roommate up, and she's like, "Please come with me to trivia. I don't know any of these people." And uh, I ended up going out with her, and I, I was not a very consistent trivia player at that point. But a- after we met these strange men, we got we were, along with them really yeah. well. We were and playing twice a week. Yeah, and uh, hanging out on the weekends. Yeah, no, we were so, inseparable, all of us, the team. So trivia, bringing people together as yeah. it should. Yeah, and now, now he and I, we've been together for together for a little over a year now, and we live together, and it's. Uh, all good all right well thanks for sharing that for us so let's do a quick breakdown of the rules from matt all right the game is simple it's 20 questions in a variety of topics worth 10 points apiece and split into two rounds at halftime there will be a special swing round designed by our host where players can take a larger lead or gain some ground for a comeback at the end of regulation players will enter the final round with the points they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager zero to 30 of those points on five questions based on their confidence in the final round categories at the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. Let me say it out loud. I am the cream. All right. Thanks, Matt. Without further ado, let's get this game going between Jeff, team of Anna and Bones, and Neil. Triple threat. Triple threat. All right. Here we go. First question. What is the scientific name of the particle commonly referred to as the God particle? The building of the CERN-Hadron Collider was done in part to discover this then-theorized particle. I think so I'm actually in on this one. So Scient- I, scientific I also, name. I also want to point out that your question is incorrect. Oh. <laughs> We've been playing for like two minutes and Jeff's calling A challenge. <laughs> well, let's at least answer it, get yeah. the points. Okay. 
It's possible yeah. Jeff's incorrect. I, dem- I demand a trial by combat, Jeff. Deal. As long as we can watch. Yeah, Every- punch each other. Everybody's in? We all locked in? Yeah. It'll be like uh, Luchas right. Hermanos from... Go ahead, Jeff. What's what's your problem? It, the Calling it the God Particle is a misnomer, but... That's well, that's what it's known as. Yeah. I, I'm not saying... I... But what is it? That's what's your answer? That's the answer. It, no, it, it's, the, it's the Higgs boson. Okay. We did not get that answer. We went with the atom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I went with Higgs boson as well. Higgs boson is correct. So it, it whether Jeff says it's a misnomer or not, it is what it's known as. So the question itself is correct. However, Jeff, you are awarded no whether, points. Whether Jeff and may the God particle have mercy on your soul. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Neil. All right, let's go right into the second question. What brand of Pilsner was first introduced in Belgium of 1926? If Stanley Kowalski wanted one, he might shout his order at the bartender. Did you say what brand of Pilsner? What brand of Pilsner was first introduced in Belgium, 1926? If Stanley Kowalski wanted one, he might shout his order at the bartender. I'm so happy. That's a, like, class, you that's got a great question. question. Yeah. There's two ways to go about this one. I know Stanley Kowalski is a hint, and I, I, I can't place the name right now. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Putting them on the same team was the best idea. I actually think I would have known it without the added. Yeah? Yeah. Some debate from the uh, Bones and Anna team. What did you do? Not too happy with my answer, but I put one in. Yeah, okay. Okay, everybody's in. Let's uh, let's start with Bones and Anna. Okay, we uh, had... I know Stanley Kowalski from The Big Lebowski, correct? Uh, Well, not not in this case. No. Okay. (laughs) But But we we went with Pabst Blue Ribbon. Okay. Mm -hmm. Neil? So the first one that came to my head was PBR. Mm -hmm. Um... But it was 1926, and you said Belgian, and I was thinking, I thought for some reason PBR was American, like from Milwaukee, which is probably wrong. Uh, and then I went to Amstel, um, but I ended up writing down Heineken. Okay. And uh, Jeff seemed pretty good. I believe Heineken is a German beer, and That's I will what, yeah. spare you all from my impression, and I won't scream Stella, mm. Stella Artois. Yes. Stanley ah. Kowalski was in Streetcar street Named Desire. Desire. All right. Question three. What common phrase, meaning including features or qualities that are not appealing or attractive, is often attributed to Oliver Cromwell instructing a painter to create an accurate portrayal? So we're looking for a phrase. It's a three-word phrase. Okay. You guys know a lot of three-word phrases? It means including features or qualities that are not appealing or attractive. Not attractive or appealing. Any thoughts here, Jeff? He's got a wide-eyed look on his face. Cromwell himself said this? Um, or it's, tri- it's debated whether or not he, he said the words. However, it's often attributed to him. I don't know where this answer is coming from for uh, for me, but I just put something down. So so Cromwell instructing a painter to do an ac- accurate portrait. I'm in. A lot of, a lot of blank stares out there. Yeah. All right. Shall we uh, get answers in? Let's start with Neil. Neil we put should. something down. So let's go with Neil first. So I, I was trying to think of phrases that might have to do with like a picture or something and including things that you didn't like. So I said, if, if I was talking to someone, I said, paint me warts and all. So warts and all. Warts and all. Anybody else? You didn't write anything, Jeff? Cl- you, no, I'm, no. yeah. The correct answer is warts and all. Oh my God. Oh. I don't know where so, I pulled uh, that my, one from. My mind was not Cromwell was, you know, if you look at paintings of Cromwell, you can see that he does have facial warts. Um, I think there was a death mask of him as well, and you can see um, several areas where um, there are probably warts, and uh, it's said that, uh, you know, during a 
portrait session. That's that's what he commanded because he didn't believe in dressing things up. Yeah, this is how I look. Right. Never heard that phrase. I don't know where I pulled that from. Hopefully, hopefully we're going to get back into the winning categories here. With question four. What is the name that Wonder Woman uses in society as a secret identity? I'm in. She might have used uh, others at some point, but this is the main one. Feeling good. <laughs> Neil's, Neil's riding high right now. Jeff, not really uh, putting pen to paper here. <laughs> Jeff is just a shell of a man over here, yeah, not so, talking. Yeah. He started strong. I did. He'll come back. I'm sure there's going to be some weird, hard questions, and Jeff's going to win by, like, 70 points. Bones and I collectively are a shell of a man, yeah. too, so... <laughs> Struggling. That's... <laughs> that what do you got? Uh, I don't know. I feel like nothing is even better than... <laughs> what? Okay. All right, let's start with Bones and Anna. Linda Smith Linda was Smith. what the pen name was for... Us. Jeff has uh, no answer. Well, a famous Linda did portray Wonder Woman. That's what I told okay, him. I was I like, that's the name of the actress. Yeah. That, that We're halfway there. But <laughs> I couldn't tell you what the street name was. Okay. For Neil? Desire. Her street name was Diana Prince. Diana okay. Prince is correct. Okay. I think I heard that once. I've heard that yeah, one. I believe I believe that was on the the monitors at Great America while waiting in line one time okay. or something like I, that. I, I which should be sufficiently <laughs> devastated now, and hopefully I won't forget it again. All right. So a quick uh, score check. Um, do we? We have Anna and Bones at zero, Jeff at twenty, Neil at thirty, and Ken at about a million right now. So Ooh, <laughs> he's killing it. Right and high. All right, it's time for question five, which we like to call our listener submitted question. If you have a good question that you'd like to send us uh, to incorporate into the game, make sure you send us an email to trivialitypodcast at gmail.com, and in the subject line, put question five. We will choose one question for each round. Uh, this week, I have come up with the uh, fifth round, uh, fifth question, and question five is a science question. Which is the most present element in the human body? This one's a little bit tricky, I'll warn you guys. Present by number of... Atoms are present by weight. I believe by percentage of composition. Okay, how we how we shaping up here? Yeah, we got it. Question. I'm in. I'm in. Not happy about it, but I'm in. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's start with Jeff on this one. All right. So I don't know if I'm right, um, but here's my rationale. So most of the human body is made up of water, and most of water is made up of hydrogen. So I just want hydrogen. Okay. We have a hydrogen. We went with carbon. Carbon, organic element. Uh, I know nothing about elements, um, so I just put carbon for no reason other than it was the first one that popped in my head. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this one's actually oxygen. So I believe where the um, okay where the the tweak is with Jeff's answer is that it's it's percentage of of composition of the the human body and not necessarily number of atoms. So I would assume that's where the uh, discrepancy comes in. All right. I'll I'll just look into that later. You may you may double check it. Uh, I'm not I'm not questioning you. I'm just trying to figure out what the what yeah. specifically. Okay, and uh, moving along, this next one's in geography. What is the capital city of the nation west of the Dominican Republic on the island of Hispaniola? I'm in. So the nation west of the Dominican Republic on Hispaniola. What's its capital? Thanks, Papa Doc. I have no idea, but I wrote something down. Yeah. Most of those words don't mean anything to me, to be honest. So, you know the capital? No. No idea. Okay. 
Jeff's feeling good about geography right now. Everybody's in? Yeah, we got nothing. So, Neil? I just put Havana. Havana. Jeff? Cuba does not share the island, but the Dominican Republic does share it with Haiti. Mm -hmm. Its capital is Port-au-Prince. Okay. Yeah, he had Haiti down. Did not know the capital. All right. Mm. Well, close for you guys. But I uh, have to look forward to the next questions. We do. Okay. We're looking forward to the next questions. Okay. Sports. How many consecutive seasons, not counting lockouts, have the Detroit Red Wings made the NHL playoffs with the streak ending this year? And the hint here is that the number that I'm looking for is a uh, number that's divisible by five. Or multiple of five, I should say. I have a feeling Matt knows this one. Don't even... Just, yeah, write it down. I have an idea. So we're skipping the lockout year. Everybody's good? Sure. Peachy. <laughs> I don't know if we're good, but we got an answer down. All right. Let's start with uh, Anna and Bones. Just a uh, complete guess here. 25. 25 for Anna and Bones. How about Neil? Yeah, so I, I, I know that the Red Wings are always good, and I just kind of took it back to, like, 1990 for some reason, um, and thought the closest number to that would be 25 so okay. I went 25 as well jeff i mathed poorly today uh but i went 30 30 all right so the correct answer here is 25 bingo we're on the board welcome to the sports game. thank you very much sports okay next question is also in kind of a sportsy sort of uh question <laughs> not uh, not typical sports though on a standard dartboard what number is represented at the six o'clock orientation so 20's at the top. What's at the bottom? Hmm. Got some, some buzzing from hmm. Team Bonanza. I enjoyed Jeff that? shaking his head because we play darts in between rounds of trivia. Every week. Every week. Yeah, but I'm only <laughs> in for triple the, 20, so I can't tell you where my... Bottom. I can't tell you what the numbers are. I've only yeah. ever hit bullseye, yeah. so I don't know what these are. Oh, I'm a terrible, I'm a terrible side darts of player. So we're looking for this? No, we're looking for that. Six o'clock orientation. Oh, 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 right oh. at the bottom. Okay. Okay. Looks like Neil's got some doodles down. I I don't I don't I have no idea. You don't dart. I don't. I mean I, I kind of dart with you guys, but yeah. I don't pay attention to the board. I wrote a number down, but I know I'm it's not, wrong. Right. I'm not an avid darter myself. Let's uh let's get the uh, the answers in here. Only darting from Jeff the law. Jeff is writing something, and he can go first. Oh, I don't want to go first. We right. will. Oh. Bonanza will go first. Oh sure. no no I'll go first. It's fine. <laughs> you you asked me to, so I wrote okay. three. I know it's a low number. I feel like it's three, but I, I can't. I three. Can't for sure. Okay. It's definitely a low number. We went with three. Yeah. Three? Yeah. I just assumed it was the same across the whole board, so I put 20. Oh, okay. We're, right. we're, I'm embarrassed that we were struggling because we do play pretty frequently. Correct answer is three. All right. Three. Okay, cool. Good call. Good job, guys. Because I always hit it when I'm aiming for the 17. And <laughs> <laughs> Two in a row Closing out those threes. Up. All right. We're going to stick with numbers for a while. Not not uh, not typically though. What numbered Final Fantasy game is the first to feature actors performing voiceover dialogue? I know this one. It's not good. Go for it. But That's it was it was early was on guessing. in the. Uh, That's, I was guessing. I have things to say about it as well. <laughs> so they're on fifteen right now. This is just holy. This is just a. Uh, this is just a numbered title. It's not one of the side, side games. Okay. I know nothing of these games, so I just put the first number that came to my I head. Know, I know nothing of their work. Yeah. So, can I have the question one more time? What numbered Final Fantasy game is the first to feature oh. actors performing voiceover dialogue? If it's wrong, it's wrong. That is in the series. 
not yeah. not of all time. You're not talking about cutscenes, just like it's the first actors. Yeah, I think it applies either way. Performing dialogue. Oh, okay. I'm gonna change my answer. Okay. Everybody's in. Yep. All right. Let's start with Neil this time. Uh, it's the only one I ever remembered owning. Uh, I put Final Fantasy VII. Seven. You remember dialogue in that game? I don't remember anything about that game. It's the only one I own, so that's why I picked seven. <laughs> All right, let's go with uh, Bonanza. He said seven as well. Seven. Jeff? I don't remember dialogue. I mean, it was all written text, uh, which is why I thought it was ten. Okay, Jeff with ten. The correct answer is ten. Okay. So ten has a very infamous dialogue scene. Um, if you ever search Titus laughing, there's a really, really bad scene where he laughs like... Ha 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 ha, and it's it's a pretty famous YouTube video. Okay, it's, it's real bad. Yeah, the game itself is phenomenal. Mm. However, because I was I was trying to think, and I was like, well, six had dialogue boxes, seven had dialogue boxes, so did eight and nine, and then ten was the first one that I yeah, had like absolutely. serious voice acting. And uh, like I said, excellent game, but unfortunately they're still uh, trying to work through the uh, the technology of it, and had to speed up some dialogue and slow some down so it would fit the. The, the lip motions that were animated and oftentimes they weren't even syncing it straight to the video they, so mm -hmm. they had some trouble with it but uh, I've occasionally thought about going back and playing because Blitzball is so much fun yes but I can't now because I didn't really notice that as a problem the first time I played it through all those years ago and now I won't be able to play it again no it's an excellent game I, I'd advise it regardless all right next question 22 sevenths is a rounded fractional representation of what irrational number? How much do you not know about Ooh, math? I love math. Or how much do you know about not math? Okay. <laughs> this one's not this one's not too brutal, Neil. Yeah. Just have to think it out. I don't I've I trust me, I have no idea. Okay. Let's start with Jeff on this one. Uh so twenty two sevenths is approximately three point one four one five nine, making it pi. Okay. Yeah, true. Be, okay. Also went with pi. Uh, I went with sixty nine. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so Pi was correct. And uh, Matt, that brings us to the uh, middle of the game, so let's get the score recount. All right, so at the mid-round, we have Bonanza with 30, Jeff with 60, and Neil with 40. Uh, it was a pretty rough start, but then we started getting things going towards the end of that round, so a uh, good chance to come up back here with a mid-round question. Okay, so these questions are going to be for all of you. There's 10 questions. I'm just going to read them off one after another. And uh, it's somewhat inspired by the uh, Riot Fest April Fool's Day prank that they pulled of uh, releasing a uh, lineup of fictional bands, mostly. Okay, okay. Rather than, uh, except for Guar and Andrew WK. Yeah, I saw that. I believe that. Okay. Uh, they always have Guar and Andrew WK, but uh, most of the other ones are fictional. So I'm going to read you a list of 10 fictional bands, and I'm going to give you the uh, year that they were, um, you know, made famous in, uh, in a work of television or film and I want you to tell me what mm -hmm. the television show or the film is that they're from. I like it. Alright, so I'm going to read them off one after another and uh, we'll all answer and uh, whoever gets the most will just get that many more points. So let's just, yeah, okay. Okay, number one, The Ain't Rights and that's uh, 2016. Number two, The Pinheads, 1985. Next one, The Weird Sisters, 2005. I'll just take a simple answer on that one. There's, there may or may not be a subtitle. Sex Bob-omb, 2010. 
The Commitments, 1991. Stillwater, 2000. Fagrin Diane and the Modal Nodes, 1977. The B Sharps, 1993. Hangman's Joke, 1994. And Dr. Funke's 100% Natural Good Time Family Band Solution, 2004. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, I have one. Yes. I like that you went away from the easier ones. There's no... Oh, see, I was I was hoping to one in particular. There's no no wild stallions or mouse rat. Mouse rat's a classic. Mouse stallions I can't place. I was looking for crucial taunt to be completely mm-hmm. honest. I'm really disappointed. Um, because there's a few that I can think of that aren't on the list. And then there are a few on the list that I know I've heard of, mm-hmm. and I cannot place them. I was hoping for Drive Shaft as well. Ooh. Lost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we've uh, we've given our contestants a couple minutes to write these answers down. Uh, they're just finishing up writing now, so let's uh, start going around and collecting answers. So, Jeff, what did you have for the Ain't Rights 2016? I don't have anything. Nothing. He's saying La La Land. We went with La La Land. La La Land. And Neil? I had nothing. Nothing. Okay, that was from Green Room. Mm. It is from Green Room. Oh, my gosh. The I haven't punk seen band it. that goes to the uh, yeah. the neo-Nazi was, club mm, is uh, called I, The Eight Rights. I thought of that. I knew it wasn't La La Land. All right. I, I, said something. I, had, so. I didn't see it. The band that's just too darn loud, The Pinheads, 1985. What'd you have, Jeff? 1985, uh, Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Oof. What'd you guys have? Uh, we... Uh, no, it's wrong. It's blue. we put Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers. Uh, Told to be quiet by Huey Lewis. Back to the Future. Back to the oh, Future. Oh my yeah. god! They're just too darn loud. Nineteen eighty-five. All right, the Weird Sisters, two thousand five. I know I've heard this one, um, and I feel like I should get it, but I don't have anything. All right. Nope. You guys. I just put Freaks and Geeks. All right. No, these guys right. are from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, I should have known that because there's a podcast called The Weird Sisters oh, that talk about Harry Potter. And I was like, there's no way it's I Harry Potter. I would have guessed that in a million years. I would have accepted Harry Potter as well. All right. Sex bob Yeah. 2010. This one is clawing at my brain because I I know that I've seen this movie. Ooh. Um, or, or TV. No. 
Whatever it is, I know I've heard it, but I've, I've couldn't got no come answer. up with it. No. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Is it Scott, Scott Pilgrim? Pilgrim? Yes. Oh, Versus the World, is. 2010. That's where I've heard it. You're gonna kick yourselves if you miss this one. The Commitments, 1991. I got nothing. Nope. Wow. It's uh, one of my favorite music movies. The Commitments. The Commitments. Rude. Sowie Sour. guys. Good pairing with Sing Street if you want a Sorry. double movie night. Not a the fan. movie is The Commitments. Stupid. Alright, Stillwater, 2000. This one I have confidence in. It's Almost Famous. Almost Famous? Bingo. Almost, almost Famous. famous. Alright, everybody gets points on that one for Almost Famous. The Grin to Anne and the Modal Nodes, 1977. Nothing. Star Wars. Star Wars? That sounds is right. I just put Rocky Horror. Star Wars. The Cantina Band. Yeah. yeah. That was before they got a new lead singer, right? In the right, right. <laughs> in All the right. <laughs> the B Sharps. Yeah, this is another one I've heard, but I can't place. My guess was that thing you do. I guess. said that thing you do. My mind is blown. How about you, Matt? It's The Simpsons. The Simpsons. Oh. That's, their, that's their barbershop quartet. Yeah. Oh. I knew so. I heard it, but I couldn't place it. The B Sharps. I'm, I'm hoping somebody gets Hang, Hangman's Joke 1994. I went with The Wedding Singer. Oh my god, he put, no, no we don't have anything, though. No, he originally put Tombstone, which <laughs> I made him cross out because the thought of, like, a band. <laughs> tombstone. Hangman's show. Oh, uh, I just put Encino Man. No, it's Ooh. The Crow. Oh uh, my god. That's the name of Eric Draven's band <laughs> okay. before he's mercilessly killed and re- resurrected. Not quite. Dr. Funke, etc. Oh yep. my goodness. That is a classic. Hard press. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah, I put uh, Simpsons. I had no idea. Not an Arrested know. Development fan from Neil. All right, so there you have it. So let's uh, tabulate the points really quick and uh, update you on the scores. Yeah, so that was an extra 40 for Bonanza, 20 for Jeff, and 40 for Neil, which is going to bring our scores after the mid-round to 70 for Bonanza, 80 for Jeff, and 80 for Neil. All right. So a close game going into round two. Let's move right into the next question. What is the name of the currency that is currently used in China? And I'll accept two answers. What do you guys know about Chinese currency? There may be some pronunciation issues here, so I'll take spellings as well. Not for me. Okay. Yeah, we're like, um... China, uh, Jeff may speak a little Chinese. And is also a banker. So. Okay. I only deal with U.S. currency. Uh. <laughs> If it makes you feel better, Neil, there's a strong possibility that I'm wrong right now, so don't worry about it. Not worried, yeah. Whatever, I'm just putting down. (laughs) I I have second-guessed myself. here we go. So, Jeff, let's start with you. I believe the Chinese have the yuan. Okay. Do you know the other acceptable answer? Uh, So I'd love for you to say it before I have to. Go ahead. You said yen. That would be Japanese. Y-E-N? Y-E-N. Okay. Yeah, I know it's, I know it's Japanese, but I just put yen. Okay. Did I use the Chinese it is yen, too? The yuan? Yeah. Yuan? Yuan. Or renminbi? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. those are the two acceptable answers. Oh, so Jeff will, get, Jeff will get points on that one. Yeah. It's the yuan. Okay. Here's a music question I think uh, you guys uh, might be able to get. What is the thrice-repeated phrase used as an album title by The Cure in 1987? Mm. Go on then. The Cure album, 1987, three-time repeated phrase. Oh, it's a phrase, not a word. What do you guys know about The Cure, Neil? Matt's a sad boy. Yeah, Matt's a sad boy. Or Bones. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Bones is a sad boy. I'm not too sad. (laughs) (laughs) He used to be sad. I was sad. 
<laughs> Back in my cure days. So Bone, Bones, his real name is Matt, but we're we're giving him the name Bones. So that's that's his that's his nickname. So, so there's no confusion between the two Matts for clarity purposes. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to be known for the record. I'm no longer in love with Friday. Mm. We did not give him the name Bones. He had that name coming. In. This is true. <laughs> had that since high school. You didn't just go. All right, you're, we're yeah, calling you Bones. Pick it, picked it out of a hat. <laughs> He came dressed as a pirate today. <laughs> All right. I'm very confident. Neil's shaking his head. Up here. We're going to catch up with any thoughts? Okay. I don't even remember the question. <laughs> oh. Thrice oh, the repeated Cure, phrase, yeah, the Cure, Cure album. album. The Cure album, 1987. Nothing comes from Jeff. I only have their greatest hits. So. Neil? Uh, the only thing in my head was the quote from the film Cobra with Sylvester Stallone where he says, uh, if you're the disease, I'm the cure. So that's all I got. Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> It is kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me. Good job, Bonanza. Hey. <laughs> Making up some ground now. Yeah, we're all tied up at 80 apiece. There you no, go. we're so not because Jeff has 90. Oh. But I wanted to give you that little teaser. Just yeah, to thank you. Get your hopes up a little bit. All right. Tony Romo recently announced his retirement from the NFL to go to work as a correspondent for what network? Hmm. It's not what? Fox News. It's up to me, huh? Yeah, of course it is. You right. know, I don't know. <laughs> Sports question. <laughs> Jeez. Network. Take a guess. Hey, it looks like everybody's in. Like, technically, yeah, it's a TV we'll question. That's so. kind of sports. This is as sports as I get. I didn't even realize the question. It's hockey. Okay. Somewhere else now Neil's in? Right. I'm in, yeah. All right, let's start with Bonanza. We went with um, ESPN. ESPN. Neil? For some reason, I just went ABC. So. ABC. And I don't know Jeff. if he. I don't know if he'll be taking over as a color commentator for like a Phil Nance or a Jill, uh, Sims, Phil Sims, Jim Nance, but I went CBS. Well, the correct answer is CBS. Yeah. Should have gone with that. Yeah, what you got to remember for a lot of those for CBS and Fox, they need more people because they do broadcast multiple huge, games. Yeah. Okay. They do like CBS will do three or four games at a time, so they need three or four different right. commenting teams. So they'll... which is why I ruled out ESPN and ABC. Yeah. All right, moving on. A painting by what artist has been stolen and recovered twice, once in 1994 and again in 2004, alongside another of his paintings entitled Madonna? We're looking so for the I artist. want the artist. A painting by what artist has been stolen and recovered twice, once in 1994 and again in 2004, alongside another of his paintings entitled Madonna? I'm Madonna in. was only stolen in 2004, by the way. Uh, I'm in. I don't know if it's right, but it, it's the first thing that came to me, and it seems good. So, mm-hmm. Okay. Hopefully he'll be my Jeff lucky star. In. We're going to start with Jeff. <laughs> Ugh. Um, so I have no I have no bearings here. I'm okay. not great with art, and I'm not great with art heists. So okay. I I just went uh, Michelangelo. Okay. Sticking with the Ninja Turtles. Yes. I said Da Vinci. Da Vinci. I went with Rembrandt. Mm-hmm. Okay. No points to be had on this one. It was uh, Edvard Munch. Okay. And the scream is the other painting. In really? Yeah. I didn't realize that was stolen. stolen twice. Twice. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of the most valuable paintings out there. Holy and, uh, cow! I want to say last time it sold at auction for like 125 yeah. million dollars. Very poor security. Is speaking of said painting. Next question. In German, Munch gave the painting the following name, converted to English: the Scream of Blank. I just want you to fill in the blank. There's an alternate name in German for the painting. In German. But converted to English, it translated as the scream of blank. Is it 
Just Can one word. One word. It's one word that I want. Can you give us the German? No. Nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. All right. I just put an answer Nine. down. It's a crapshoot. The the German would give away the answer. No. Yeah. Maybe. Sure. Oh, there's so many good choices. Oh, I'm in. Yeah. Okay, Jeff's in. Everybody's in. Yeah. All right. Let's start with Jeff. Oh, he's picking on me. I went despair. Scream of despair. How about you guys? Uh, we went with insanity. Insanity. I just went real simple. I just put the scream of man. Yeah. Ooh, very close. Uh, it is the scream of nature. Mm. Mm. That's fascinating. All right, here's a here's a relatively hard-hitting film question. We'll see if uh, Bones and Neil at least can get this one. They're the film buffs here. At least. What director has film credits that include Manderley, Dancer in the Dark, and Breaking the Waves? He is also partially credited for the Dogma 95 filmmaking movement. They're oh. writing furiously. Yeah, he knows. Got it locked in. I just heard he on knows. a podcast someone talk about the Dogma movement like recently. Yeah, and whenever you hear about this, there's usually two names that come mm -hmm. to mind, but this is the one that's always the correct answer. <laughs> And I had never heard of it until last week. So. Okay. All right, I got a joke answer. So yes. Okay. Oh. Let's yeah. start with Jeff. <laughs> Everybody's in. Uh, if you're talking dogma, I went Ben Affleck. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Kevin Smith. But no, no, I went Ben Affleck. All right, let's get Bonanza. Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier. Lars von Trier is correct. Yeah. We used to study Dogma 95 uh, in college and... Uh, not really a huge fan of it, but uh, the film Celebration I enjoyed quite a bit. It's very strange. What it's it's basically like minimalist stripped down film. Yeah, right? uh, well, if I remember, I don't know exactly. You guys can Google it, but the one I remember studying it, you couldn't use. Um, you had to use kind of like a crappy camera. Yeah. Uh, I think it was shot on video. Uh, you couldn't sync your sound. Mm -hmm. He did. Uh, um, I, I mean, I asked him. He did or, Antichrist too. Mm -hmm. right? Melancholia. Yeah, it was an interesting. Well, interesting was movement. my alternate choice for the answer for the previous question. It should it should be noted that he's uh, he's broken with the uh, the the rules of, of yeah. his own movement um, in recent years, um, but he's still uh, one of the founders of it. Okay, here's the next question: What product that is currently still on the market was introduced to the United States as a medicine in 1886 by John Pemberton? What year? 1886. Could you please repeat the whole question? What product that is currently still on the market was introduced okay. to the United States as a medicine in 1886 by John Pemberton? I'm in. I'm in. Yep. All right. No. Oh, I think. So this one might be uh, might be easy for the contestants here. Mm. Well, we still have some. Now we're getting. Yeah, I'm second guessing. All right, I'll go with it though. Gotta go with your gut. We often kick ourselves if we don't. You get yeah. you. You have uh, two sets of guts. Yeah. So you might have an advantage. That equal one shell of a man, don't forget. Right. One shell of a man. Two guts, one shell. Yeah, two. <laughs> All right, let's start with Neil here. Uh, so I was born in Atlanta, uh, where the headquarters and museum for this uh, drink is, and I'm pretty sure it's Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Uh -huh. How about Bonanza? We went with aspirin. Aspirin. Mm -hmm. I also went with a soda. But I went with uh, a different soda. I went Dr. Pepper. Okay, it is Coca-Cola. Oh my goodness! My thought was Dr. Pepper too, because you think of medicine. And Dr. Pepper, I think, came out first. I guess that make, that does make sense. Well, that sense. was that was my consideration. All right, so here's here's another one uh, about common phrases, because it interests me where they come from. Um, this one will be easier because it's a true or false question. 
True or false, the phrase straight from the horse's mouth is said to have originated by equine dentists who would often discover potential health issues stemming from tooth infections. Where did straight from the horse's mouth come from? I want a true or false as your answer. What do you think? Horse dentistry. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, I'm in. Okay. Good. All right, let's start with Jeff on this time. So I'm playing the odds. It's usually harder to write a false question than a true one, and that seemed oddly specific. Mm -hmm. So I went with true. Okay, Jeff is going with true? We said nah. False. Nah. Uh, I went false just because I, I, for some reason, thought that the phrase straight from the horse's mouth wasn't about health at all. And mm -hmm. I know obviously teeth have to do with your health, but I thought it was something separate that you tricked us, so I put false. Okay. It is false. Mm. Making up some ground on Jeff here. Uh, so the handlers were the next best thing uh, to get racing tips from. If you couldn't get it straight from the horse's mouth, uh, then you'd want to get it from the handlers. Interesting. In right. horse racing. So we'll go with a quick score update here. Uh, it looks like um, Bonanza is up to 100. Uh, Jeff is also at 100. And Neil is actually taking the lead at 110. Ooh. Uh, nicely done, Neil. Sweet. Let's see what happens with the last two questions of regulation. What is the nationality of author Bram Stoker? Everyone seemed excited to write it down and then stopped, so. Whatever his nationality is, it is it is not whatever poor excuse of an accent Keanu Reeves used in Bram Stoker's Dracula. All right, Jefferson, let's start with Neil. Uh, I was gonna go German, but I, I can't remember if he was in the conversations with Mary Shelley where she told him Frankenstein or like the Colonel of Frankenstein that scared him and uh, her husband at the time the other author So I just put English. Okay English. We said German. German. I had English as my first answer and then I changed it to something more obscure I want Austrian. Okay. See, yeah. okay. He was in fact Irish Okay, mm. then he said he had Austrian down too. Matt did, or bones. bones I thought it was something English-speaking, but then I was just like, eh, I don't know I knew. I was pretty sure England wasn't the answer, but so given given that he was Irish, this is the next question: What is the setting of Dracula's castle in the famous work? But specifically, I would like the country. So we know his cas the uh, castles in Transylvania, but I want the country. This is kind of a geography question because Transylvania of. is a real place. Yeah. All right, I'm in. Yeah, it's yeah, the best yeah, I can yeah, get yeah, to yeah. geography as well. Everybody's in. Yep. All right. Let's start with Jeff on this one. Well, so it's about lunchtime right now, so uh, I, I'm feeling kind of hungry. Oh my God. <laughs> hungry. Oh, I get it. That's. Um... Uh, what is your answer? We went with Romania. 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 I went with right. Romania as well. I'm pretty sure it's right. Romania is correct. Yeah, I couldn't Ooh. remember the country though, so I went with something. Ooh. I went with something nearby. If you know about uh, Romanian history. Get back to uh, Vlad the Impaler uh -huh. and uh, find your way there. But uh, yeah, Romania has the uh, Transylvanian region. Letting my ancestors down. All right, so that brings an end to regulation. Matt, can we get the recap? Yep, uh, so that round was uh, pretty good for uh, Bones and Anna. They're up to 110. Uh, Jeff is in third at 100, and Neil still has the lead at 120. Uh. All right, a very close game. And uh, we are going to get into the final round in which our competitors can wager up to 30 points per question. And I will announce the five categories. Um, and the categories are as follows. Film composers. Second question will be in the category of currency. 
The third question will be in the category of supernatural beings. Fourth will be astronomy. And five will be in combat sports. So without further ado, we will begin the questions um, once the wagers are in and we'll find out who is the cream of the crop. Okay, all the wagers are in, so now we're gonna get to the questions. Okay, the first question in film composers. The 1989 film Rain Man marked the first Academy Award nomination for what prolific film composer? Okay, next category is currency. Prior to being discontinued in 2012, how many leaves are pictured on the reverse side of a Canadian penny? Give you a second to mull that over, and we will move on to the next question. Okay, question three, supernatural beings. Despite the etymology of the word, Japanese entities known as Tengu took on the characteristics of what animal? Japanese Tengu took on the characteristics of what animal? Can you spell that? T-E-N-G-U in the Romaji. Or Romanized uh, okay. spelling, despite oh. the etymology. Okay, next question is in astronomy. Planets that are located in the habitable proximity of a star are also said to be in what zone reminiscent of a fairy tale? Jeff, Jeff likes that one. And five is in combat sports. On February 15th, 2017, it was announced that what mixed martial artist would be rejoining the UFC after a brief stint acting in films. And he was featured in one Marvel film. I'll give that as a hint. Oh, that's, oh come on. Hi everyone, it's Jean Chatsky, host of the Her Money Podcast. For seven years, my show has been changing the relationships women have with money because make no mistake, when it comes to money, women are different. We face challenges that men don't. Longer lifespans, caregiving, a gender pay gap that just won't quit. Oh, and the fact that the financial industry was built by men for men. We need information specifically for us presented without jargon in a judgment-free zone. And that's what the Her Money Podcast is all about. Every week, we talk about earning more, spending smart, investing to build the life you want, and protecting yourself from disaster. Subscribe to Her Money with Gene Chatsky wherever you get your podcasts. Because when you own your money, you own your life. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. I've definitely lost this game. Your film composer's question is killing me because I feel like I know who it is, and I just can't think of it. But you don't. Said it was the composer of Rain Man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just trying to think who Barry Levinson would have worked with. Watching Neil struggle with film questions is really fun. 
It almost makes up for my losing. Almost. Almost. Okay, the answers are in, and uh, we will go through each question and find out who is the cream of the crop. All right, so let's have the wagers on the first question having to do with film composer. All right, Anna and Bones had wagered 30, uh, Jeff had wagered 10, and Neil also wagering 30. And what did we have, starting with Jeff? Uh, I know he did Backdraft, so I don't know. I did uh, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, about Bones. I know ours is wrong. Um, but we uh, went with John Williams. John Williams. Uh, so I was. It wasn't Alan Silvestri. It wasn't John Williams. Uh, the original thinking was Ennio Morricone, who's one of the best composers of all time. But I feel like he got nominated for like The Mission and a couple other films in the '70s. He just didn't win one until Quentin Tarantino. Uh, but I went Hans Zimmer because I thought maybe he would have started with something a little more lighthearted. Huh. Okay. And in this case, Hans Zimmer is correct. Uh. I'm glad if you would have put Danny Elfman and said he was prolific, I would have walked out. All right, next currency. Prior to being discontinued in 2012, how many leaves were pictured on the reverse side of Canadian penny? Start with uh, Bones and Anna this time. And they have wagered zero on this question. Uh, Jeff with 30 and Neil also with zero. Oh, we guessed three. Three. Neil? I just put two. Two? I went one. One. Neil is correct with two. uh, Winning zero points. There's one branch with two leaves. Supernatural beings. Let's uh, get the wagers on this one. Um, So, Anna and Bones with ten. Jeff with zero. And Neil with ten. Jeff with zero. Surprising, given the content of the question. But what did he have? Put eel. Eel. Cat. Cat. And Neil. I put bull. Bull. The uh, correct answer is bird. Hmm. So they often are pictured as um, being bird-like creatures. The etymology actually is, I believe, from Chinese and references a dog. But the correct answer is not dog. It is bird. Um, In more modern um, era, they're more represented with long noses, uh, kind of as like the beak-like structure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes total sense. And astronomy, uh, what did we have as the wagers? Uh, Anna and Bones with 10, Jeff with 30, Neil with 0. Okay, <laughs> and what did we have for answers? We'll start with Jeff. He was confident about this one. I was. That's the habitable zone known as the Goldilocks zone. Goldilocks zone. It's <laughs> just, just right. Okay, All we right. put the bone zone because ah. we were like totally, totally, totally fresh out of. Uh, I, I put the friend zone. Okay, thank you. I'm glad you got a little bit of humor in there because I'm like, I don't know what this is. It is the Goldilocks zone. It is just right. Not too near, not too far. It's just right. And let's get the wagers for the combat sports, please. All right. Uh, Bones and Anna with 10, Jeff with 10, and Neil with 10. Okay. Can we start with uh, Bones and Anna? Uh, We went with uh, Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor. Neil? I went with Jean-Pierre. Jean-Pierre? Jean-Pierre. Okay. Conor McGregor left to do boxing, I want to say, mm-hmm. currently. Um, so he would have just left UFC. Um, the only one I could think of is someone who recently rejoined, but I believe that was last year, was Brock Lesnar. Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar. Uh, Neil was close, though incorrect. Oh, it's it not is Jean-Paul, is it? Georges Saint-Pierre. Georges Saint-Pierre. Oh, and he I knew who in, he was, too. He was in Captain America Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah, he got beat wow. up. I wish that was Brock Lesnar. All right, so let's uh, tally the scores and find out who is the cream uh... of the crap. All right, so after doing an embarrassing amount of math on my paper here, uh, 
We have our final scores in third place, uh, Anna and Bones with 50, uh, Jeff with 90, and Neil is the cream of the crop with 130. Well, I'm talking about all the way to the top, yeah, but the cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, well, we want to thank everybody for uh, joining us today, and big congratulations to Neil. Uh, Matt, thank you for being the scorekeeper. Yeah, no problem. And uh, everybody, great game, uh, despite the outcome. If you'd like to play (laughs) along with our contestants, please make sure to check out our Facebook page and download our official Triviality score sheet that we use here in the studio. And uh, Matt, how can people get in touch with us? Yeah, so find us on Twitter using the handle at TrivialityPod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TrivialityPod. If you'd like to get in touch with us by email, send all messages to TrivialityPodcast at gmail.com. And if it's a question five submission, make sure to put that in the subject line. We'd love to hear from you. Did you want to do any plugs for your website? Uh, Twin City Trivia was started by like we uh, a friend of ours who was kind of the main man and who was responsible for taking care of trivia in several locations in Bloomington. It's a co- you know we're near a college town, so there's lots of kids looking for stuff to do. And um, as it grew, he approached us and asked us to to host at one of the locations. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I think we've got around it's got to be close to thirty because we you play Monday through Friday and at different places simultaneously so he's got lots of people doing that um but if you're in the bloomington area and are looking for something to do you can find us on facebook at uh, uh, twin city trivia or we also have a, we- a website twincitytrivia.com that lists all the places that we host at and what time and what the categories are and it's pretty pretty straightforward right around isu campus right right we got it okay go redbirds of course other than spreading the word the best way you can support the show is by rating reviewing and subscribing to triviality on your favorite podcast app till next time on the behalf of all of our contestants matt neil jeff anna and bones my name's ken and that was triviality thank you next try laughing out loud what come on show me shouldn't laugh anymore.